Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Road, the Ramble Series podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me today, I'm very excited to have a couple of special guests mm. from the No Redeeming Qualities podcast, Bob and mm. Zip. We'll start with you, Bob. How you doing? And welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening? Oh, dude, I'm good. I'm hot as shit. It's, wait, am I not supposed to swear on this one? Do what you want. Yes, I'm Zip. Bob and I actually had an argument about this earlier this week. Did we ever do the Rocky going the distance? Uh, yes, you did. I don't um, think we did. Yeah, you dummy. We did? I think so. It's been a while, but I think you guys were on okay. at least once, if not twice. I will, Well, it's been a long road. It, it's been a long so. road, and, we've, and we're going to go to the distance with the, with the Ramble series as well. <laughs> well, plug your show, then I'll say where I also fit into your show and your network. So okay. Yeah, plug your well, show. Well, we, we host the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. It's a comedy show. It comes out every Wednesday morning. And uh, we are a writing duo, so it, it's more than just us talking about things. It's, you know, we actually do pr have prepared bits and all that, and uh, we do scripted material, and we have kind of a greater collective that we call Gamma Gator that's got a bunch of different podcasters on it, and Ryan's on that from a diff his other show, The Worst of the Best. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about of his course. other shows on here. <laughs> that's like your other family. You know, it's like when you have half-siblings and it's like you can't talk about certain parents when the other kids are around or is that – anyway. We have a, a two-hosted comedy podcast series called No Redeeming Qualities. It's ridiculous and filthy and disgusting. It's everything that Ryan is not. And somehow we sucked him into our orbit and he does a show yes. for us now. We love working with you, Ryan, very much, <laughs> even though it can be challenging because you are so cl clean, which, yes, this is a G-rated show, correct? Yeah. Or is it, it too it, late for that? It's a G doing my best here. It's no, it's not G rated. It's I mean we're, we are talking about First Blood, but uh, <laughs> it's not completely it's, G rated. It's C rated oh, okay, for you. Canadian sensibilities. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say the only thing I disagree with Ryan was when you led that convoy down to Ottawa with those truckers. That was that was a bit much. That was a bit much. That was there's not other me. ways to get you. I know you're frustrated, but there's other ways for you to get your message out there. That was not me. <laughs> we know it wasn't you, right? <laughs> I'm glad you guys have decided to come on the show, and I really appreciate you being here. Before we start hey. reviewing the film, I want to start with you, Bob. What is your history or fandom of First Blood, the film, and or Rambo and Stallone? When I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, Rocky and Stallone because I grew up an Italian kid and I idolized the shit out of him. I wanted to be a boxer for a long time and I did it for a little bit. And so I watched Rocky like crazy. I had the VHS box set. I just found my VHS box set of Rocky. After that, I was like, well, I gotta watch everything he's ever done. So obviously I started with Demolition Man. Uh, no, then I went for, <laughs> I went for uh, Rambo. All I wanted to see was the scene with him killing the pig. For some reason, I think it was because I saw a sketch of Tracy Morgan like harassing Stallone on Saturday Night Live and just only asking him to do like Rambo bits. And he was like, when you killed that pig. Rambo! You better than Gummy, damn it! Wait till I tell my wife who I saw Rambo! Oh, no, 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 come on. Oh, man! Oh, yo, I love when you jumped out that tree and cut that pig! <laughs> oh, really? Well, thank you, but <laughs> It took me a while, but... Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 is my favorite by far. Well, no, wait, no, I forgot there's the other sequels. Because then it gets filthy and just chunks of meat flying everywhere. And so, yeah. 
I grew up raised kind of by a Rambo, uh, like a disgruntled Vietnam veteran. Uh, we were a very, like, sympathetic to Rambo household. My dad actually, like, would tell me the first blood story as, like, a bedtime story. He did that with all kinds of movies, which I think was just his way of keeping himself entertained. So uh, Easy Rider was another. I would say Up in Smoke was one. Up in Smoke and Easy Rider were other ones that he converted into night-long bedtime stories. It was actually kind of, it was awesome. But anyway, so that was like my first exposure to it. I read the book at a really early age. Because I was in like fourth or fifth grade when I read the book because my dad had it. And I, you know, I love the movies. I, I really loved First Blood as like a good movie. And then First Blood Part 2 as this over-the-top amazing action film. And then... We weren't allowed to watch Rambo 3 after 9-11, so I haven't seen that one in a long time. We were seniors in high school, about to graduate when Rambo 4 came out, which was, it's just called John Rambo, right? Just Rambo. It's just called, it's just Rambo. We went and saw it together. We were just howling with laughter because it was so, did we go into it knowing it was going to be that violent? I mean, we just knew it was going to be Rambo killing people. Yeah, when we went in, we didn't know it was going to be like that. The meat chunks flying and the just incredible hyper-violence. I read First Blood just by chance like a week before you started this new show. Like, I just happened to have read it, and then Zip was like, you know, he brought the morale or whatever on the show for the first episode of this, like, this week. I was like, shut, shut your effing m-hole. <laughs> so, it's definitely, like, an airport book, or like a dad on a dock book. It's not, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 He's not trying to win, like, a... Pulitzer Prize, I don't think, but yeah, better than Tom Clancy is a virtual wonderland, phenomenally violent. Yes, it is. If you go to the live discussion, there are people live commenting. Uh, it had been so long since I read the book that I misremembered that he doesn't kill himself at the end of the book. That's the deleted scene. Huh? Yeah, you told me I, that he killed himself, but I, I was just, expecting it the whole time. I was mixing, because I remember, like I said, I read that book like 20 years ago, and then there's the deleted scene of Rambo killing himself in the movie. One of the alternative yeah, endings. Right. That had to be how I got that mixed up, so yeah, it had been a while. but And then Rambo 5 came out, and that, that's recent enough that I actually was on the Rocky show with you to talk about that when it came out in theaters pre-COVID. I actually really enjoyed Last Blood. I thought... It would have benefited from having him, like, concretely be dead. Other than that... Well, they always have to leave uh, the door open for a sequel. They just have to. It's you know... Money, it's money, yeah, money, money. Stallone just has to get to a point where it's like, look, you really stretch this thing out to five arcs when it really already kind of had a three-arc thing going. Man. You're physically old. Stallone himself is... I don't... I mean, knock on wood, he's no spring chicken. He's not no. going to be here forever. So it's like, he needs HGH. <laughs> he needed that HGH. Uh, that's the other thing in the book. In the book, is Rambo super muscular like that? No. No, or he's... Is, is he... He's just a kid. He's actually like a very young kid, too, in the book. He's, like he's much younger two, in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a special forces guy. Like, he's a, a Green Beret or whatever. But he also talks about, he's like... Well, no, his version of slowing down is like a Green Beret six months out of Vietnam. I think he needs to do a Rambo 6, and it's him having to go back and fight the Mujahideen that he set up and put in place. If you made a Rambo 6, you already called it Last Blood, so you really, you are starting to really box yourself into a corner with these titles. You called it Last Blood, exactly. What is he going to do? 
Right. It implies at the end of the movie that he could barely walk anymore. Oh, it is the last film. I think we actually have more of a chance to get in a Rocky film than a Rambo film. Uh, I believe that. And that needs to stop too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we're going to get either. I actually don't think we're going to get either. <laughs> last Blood Part Two. I love. <laughs> this whole series should make no sense. <laughs> Says Rambo Six down to the last drop. Yeah, the last good, good to the last drop, and it's him in a, like a hotel, like in a hospital. Oh, I got first blood transfusion. There you go. <laughs> and the thing is, is John Rambo doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who had children. There's no Rambo Junior. No, that would be. Absolutely, the silliest thing that ever happened would be if they made a new story where it's John Rambo Jr., but it's the exact same thing except he was like in Iraq or something. And then he comes home to the same town in Washington. You know, Rambo like, is essentially Frank Castle just doesn't go nuts and get his family murdered, right? He's just an Italian man from special forces that came out of Vietnam and his life is dog shit afterwards. That's who he is. Stallone is essentially a writhing mass of veins and paper mache skin now. He would collapse. Did you know, Bobby, that they originally considered Robert De Niro and Clint Eastwood to be John Rambo? I get it. Bobby De Niro I, wouldn't be bad. But I think the problem I'd see with Robert De Niro would be this. I just feel like I'm watching Taxi Driver in the Woods. That's all I would. That would be my problem with Robert De Niro. And then Clint Eastwood, I guess I can't imagine Clint Eastwood not being... You know how old he was by then? He was, like, in his 40s. Well, in real life, Clint Eastwood was a Korean War veteran, so if he was doing that, he would have been God, way too right. old. I always imagine Clint Eastwood in, like, positions of authority, so it's I guess it's hard for me to imagine Clint Eastwood, like, on the run from the cops, because I just imagine <laughs> Clint Eastwood, would, his version of Rambo would be Dirty Harry, just giving yeah. dirty looks. And My girlfriend had never seen young Clint Eastwood. I had to show her a photo of him and the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is not young Clint Eastwood That's even. That's not even young Clint Eastwood. That's yeah. just like grown man Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So have you ever seen a picture of young Don Knotts? That'll mess with your brain. <laughs> Shut up. What? Like, yeah, Don Knotts was a 22-year-old at one point in his life, but he just I, always looked... He didn't deserve it, but he was. <laughs> if Don Knotts had been the sheriff at first bullet that would have been a whole different vibe no that's okay i'm looking up young don knox i'm sorry i mean he looks like he's made out of rubber so that's what i'm saying he looked people just looked older back then that's true well, you know, let's let ryan take over no, from no, don knox talk every sorry. time every time you guest on my show if you listen to the other episodes where you guys have come on i'm just sitting back and i like to listen to you guys because i actually listen to your show as you know and so i feel like i just get a live performance of your podcast when you're on my show i love it you guys are great but we are going to move into if you're ready because i'm I'm sure more comms are going to come up. We're going to move into right. some of the films. Sound right more insincere. I'm like, it's great. I love it. No, I it's do. Phenomenal. You know I do. Would you stop it, you guys? <laughs> you know I love you guys. Stop it. <laughs> okay. What do you got for us, Ryan? Okay. You both have seen the film, I'm sure, more than once. Anyways, oh, yeah. and we're going to watch the part right now that we are now in the film for this episode. We just uh, finished with the previous episode of Rambo escaping the mine. You know, that was when the bazooka guys, the National Guard, blows up the mine with the bazooka. <laughs> Bullseye. Give that man a cigar and all that stuff, yeah. So <laughs> I hate when people pronounce cigars 
Cigar. Cigar. Like like, Cigar. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. It, it, it was kind of silly. The last sequence was uh, John Ramble going through the mine shaft. He comes out. That's where we're at right now. He's escaped the mine shaft, and uh, he is not dead. Will Teasel, Sheriff Will Teasel, thinks he's dead. Colonel Troutman's pretty certain he's not without a body, and that's where we are in the story, so here we go. They replaced the bats with rats in the movie, right? Yes, right. Correct. Okay, yeah. Just checking. Okay. There we go. Oh, yeah. Get him, Rambo. Kill those law enforcement officers. I think that's the <laughs> National Guard. <laughs> You're right. He does. He has to call me. That's what you <laughs> get for serving your community. Ah, Punk. Ah. Get him. Back in the glory days when you could still Do you like my burlap sack? <laughs> All right, so... Okay, okay. Sorry. So, Sorry. <laughs> Can we just watch the whole movie in Mystery Science? I want you guys no, to comment. No! No! <laughs> Oh I didn't God. know that First Blood was only 93 minutes long. That's tight. Long. Tight! <laughs> the movies that are over 100 minutes long, get over yourself. I want you guys to comment what things are happening. But keep in mind, there's a there's an audio version of this too, so we have to explain kind of what's happened here. So, And then you got to comment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. For our audio listeners, what's just happened, of course, is Rambo has uh, escaped the mine shaft, and he's now gone through the forest. He sees the National Guard right, uh, leaving the site because right now they think the threat is over so they're packing up and they're going home. John Rambo jumps on a, on a convoy truck or a four-ton, or sorry, six-ton vehicle, jumps on the back of the truck. Great little stunt work there. Rambo gets into the uh, the driver, pulls out his knife to the driver's throat and says, drive. And he okay. says, I can't go back to the mine! <laughs> no! No, he does not. I like how you know the difference between the four and the six ton trucks, and you made sure that we knew, too. That's the little okay. knowledge I know. Sly said here that there's a part where, he, where the character says, and it is a kind of an out-of-character or a weird moment, and Sly hates it. He says if he could go back and take it out, he would. Yeah, let's see. Don't look at me, look at the road. That's how accidents happen. That part right there. That was interesting. I think he was legitimately concerned for his own safety. Like He wasn't speaking uh, as John Rambo. He was speaking as Stallone, Stallone. The, the movie producer. Right. You know? Watch your own. Yeah, it was a little bit too... Yeah, it seems more Stallone, 1982 Stallone, than the character of Rambo. It's like Cobra, where he's yeah. cutting slices of pizza. <laughs> hey, speaking of that cutting of pizza, I want to say that's actually something they do in Italy. That wasn't just a Cobretti thing. That's an Italian thing. In Italy, well, they cut pizza with scissors. They do use scissors. Yes. I was going to say, true. Bobby, you're an Italian citizen. Is that actually a thing? I mean, most of the time, people get their own pizzas because they're different. They're like the size. They're, so you're sitting there with a fork and a knife a lot of the time. Yeah, some of them do. It is more economical and easier to do than using a, fuck or a roller that like doesn't cut the pizza. So you have to roll it 100 times and still tear your pizza in half. Uh, pizza talk. I, I do have to say, I do love that this is a bygone era of American freedom because that's a military man smoking a cigarette in a government vehicle while he's operating it. Wait, you're telling me you couldn't do that, Zip? You haven't been able to smoke in a... I mean, if you were, like, in the middle of nowhere and nobody was going to enforce it, yeah. But I'm just saying, in general, you haven't been able to smoke in a government vehicle in a long-ass time. People smoke yeah. in my city vehicles all the time. Yeah, that's not the same thing as the... I, the, I know it's not the... I'm just saying... It. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly surprised you say people for the city will smoke in those, because I know that 
they're so anal about anything with cigarettes anymore. Now, they're if old pieces of trash. Smoking, if this guardsman wasn't busy smoking a cigarette, he'd have been prepared <laughs> Eyes for on Rambo. The road. If this was the book version of Rambo, Rambo would have just stabbed him to death. Yeah. And not said anything. I would say he is more ripped in this one than I remember. Because I know that everybody says like in the second one is when he really gets shredded. But he's, he's freaking jacked in this. So This is... Rocky three Stallone. So this is very oh. Stallone here. Yeah. In fact, Stallone was at his lowest weight in this film uh, of his whole career in this film. Mm. Yeah. He still gets more shredded and more oily in the second one. So. Well, in the second one, he's more shredded because he spent all that time having to break rocks in prison. <laughs> and he's oily because, you know, he's in Southeast Asia. There's a lot of sun, you know, he's got a... You know, gotta have all the sun lotion on. Why did they break rocks? It wasn't an actual quarry, was it, back in the day? Like, the rock breaker? I think, I think historically it's supposed to be that you're breaking it for, like, quarry purposes. You're not just wasting time. You'd eventually run out of rocks, right? After, like, yeah. a couple weeks. Gotta get more rocks. Like, ship out more rocks for these guys to beat with hammers. Look at this dude's face. The driver. <laughs> I mean, I would be, too, if I was... <laughs> about to get gutted by Rambo. I was about to say, this guy's probably, like, works at a propane place in his local town, and he's just a guardsman on the weekends. That's right. These and are now he's about to get... Warriors, right? Yeah, these, these are the guardsmen. Yes, he's yes, so guard. He's, he's about Ryan, to get stabbed to death. What would you do in a Rambo situation if you're the one driving the truck for the Canadian military? Is there a Canadian Rambo? Canadian Rambo, you just cut to him, and he's, like, at their equivalent of the VA being taken care of. So, yeah. Receiving mental health yeah, getting, 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 getting mental health uh, therapy and then uh, being put in a jobs program so he can be a contributing <laughs> member of society. Unlike here where they throw you out in the garbage the moment you're uh, no longer of any use. Anyway. His you know, family was probably put in a concentration camp. You know they did that in Canada? They put the Italians in concentration camps? They should, they should still do that, I think. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't know. Maybe you're still loyal to Italy. What do I know? <laughs> I, we I can't be sentiments can't, from Mussolini. We can't risk all these Italian sleeper agents. Possibly, that's the. That's also the funniest idea of like a conspiracy involving Italians. Like, what are you all going to do? They could barely run their own government. Hasn't there been like a new government since Mussolini like every four and a half it's, years in Italy or something like that? It's different. It's like in a lot of different countries where they have the coalition governments that they have to like redecide on shit. Did you know the Italian like military is essentially the predecessor to the Navy SEAL? They created the elite frogman units using like I their... Did, I, I did know that, but I also know that Ryan wants to kill both of us with hammers right now. Because <laughs> we've literally clicked all of five seconds of what we're supposed to watch. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's, I'm on no timetable. If you watch pro wrestling, so, you know, uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw is three hours long with commercials and you'll go on YouTube and there's the guys like Jack Russell fan, whatever, and his reaction synopsis is like four and a half hours long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did that happen? This is how that happened. That's how it happened. Is because, because people like us. But anyway, Okay, we'll see how Let's this keep scene watching. plays out. I think he's gonna kill this guy. Right. I think he's dead. No, he doesn't kill anybody in this damn movie. Cathcart, Robert A. Alright, what do you got in the back, Robert A? M60. Okay, Robert oh, A, please. get out of the truck. I got no beef with you. No. Go on, move, go on! Looks <laughs> uh. like Dennis Nedry. 
Alright, so John Ramble throws Robert A out of the truck. I love how he calls him Robert A, like his middle initial I, A. <laughs> I know, I thought that was goofy as hell too. Robert A, get a move on. I always wonder about, in movies, I wonder about this guy. Like, how long has he got to walk home? It's going to take oh, yeah. him two hours of walking to get back to his base. His commanding officers and all of them are probably infuriated. He's not that far. Well, I also think about what if his rifle was still in that truck? His life might as well be over if he lost well, the his service back. rifle. Yeah, like this guy's day is about to get way worse. You just let him push you out of the truck? Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, that's you didn't, real nice. You didn't just, yeah, you didn't just let him stab you to death to defend our <laughs> government property, you know? I think about that when I think about all the just how bad his life's going to be for the rest of the time that he's in the National Guard. He'll be like, I got to use the restroom. Two years from now, they'll be at a drill. He's like, I'm going to go use the restroom. And they're like, oh, Robert A., are you sure? Are you sure you're not going to get hijacked by Rambo and, you know, <laughs> sure lose all of our machine a, guns? Give M60s to all the Viet Cong? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Robert A. should have been an actual pig in a police uniform like Duke Nukem. This is back when cop cars literally were just like Oldsmobiles and that's it. <laughs> okay, so what's just happened there for our audio listeners? So Robert A got uh, chucked out of the truck. <laughs> I, I'm not, just so you guys know, when I, when I repeat what the synopsis of the film is, it's not a criticism on you guys. I mean, I'm no, sure, you're, you're doing I'm it for the audio sure people. Our iTunes listeners know what the hell's going on around here. Okay. So Robert A's been thrown out of the truck. He's riding down the road. Like you said, Zip, it would have taken him a long time, but lucky for him, a police cruiser came in and happened to see him riding down the road. It was a, a trooper. And making the radio call right now, we're going... So what the scene is now is we're going to hear the radio call from that trooper. Picked up the uh, soldier, SP Car 1, Charlie 5, the Central. So he's about to make the announcement that John Rambo is alive and well, and he's commandeered a, an army truck. And when you watch this scene... Watch Will Teasel, the acting by Brian Dennehy. Yeah! Yeah. The way Will Teasel just stands up when he finds out that Ramble's alive, I just love that moment, the way he just stands up. Because at this point, they think he died in the shaft, in the mine shaft, right? Okay. Roger, still working. What's your story, Steamboat? Looks like somebody pulled the plug too soon. That Rambo guy... He's on the loose again. Shit. Roger, Steamboat. This is Trapper. We're setting up roadblocks on Highway 26. Hey, Will, it, it's Rambo. He's still around. There's an Italian loose in the woods? So there you go. I just love that moment when he says, Rambo is still around. Maybe he just stands up there. <laughs> he's realizing his, his career is over and he's terrible at his job. Like, well, time to go die now. That's <laughs> Time to go I... fall through the roof of a building. He doesn't die. Not, he does he not in this one? No. Oh, well. He gets taken away, he gets taken away in a stretcher with an IV, and he That's makes right. contact with Rambo when he's taken to the ambulance, when Rambo's taken out in the handcuffs. The only character that dies in this film is Galt, who falls out of the helicopter. There's only one guy that dies? Yep. This movie is good, don't get me wrong, but the body count should have been higher. But if the body count was higher, then Rambo's not a sympathetic character. Right. Exactly. He is in the book! Not really. I, I always just considered him more like a wild animal in the book. He is yeah, you're right. much in different. The book, he's crazy. He's actually not sympathetic at all. I think he only garners yeah, sympathy he, in the book because we draw our experience from the movies. That is a distinct possibility. The, the book version of Rambo, it, it implies that he's having a hard time differentiating between reality and, and fantasy. That's the level of mentally ill he's at. He doesn't say you drew first blood in the book. 
Really? No, I was waiting for it the whole time. Is Rambo an Italian name? It can be, yeah. It's not it very can common. Be, I was going to say. Just so you know, it's actually named after a type of apple. Uh, David Morrell, when his wife brought home some apple, the apple name was Rambo. The type he does say that. He said it in the intro to the book. Yeah, there you go. You did it, babe. You saved my book. <laughs> These apples I was going to name great. it Puzzleweenie. <laughs> Rambo is much better. Uh, I want to ask him, did you run through other apple names too? Like John Pink Lady, <laughs> John Granny Smith. John Red Delicious. Uh, <laughs> now, now a movie with John Red Delicious, that's a whole different movie. That's, like a, that's a Boogie Nights kind of movie. John R. Delicious. That I'm gonna like that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's going in the, the next script. And then he only wears candy red apple suits. Like real sl anyway. Now drive the truck, and the police are in pursuit. <laughs> the truck need to be so big if there's no people in it. What I kind of like here is Period. ammo. Yeah, it's got ammo and gear in there, but you're right. There's probably not very much in there. But what I actually kind of like about the scene, they don't really spell it out for you, but Rambo isn't accelerating crazy or leaving. He's taking over like the truck, but the people in the truck in front of him don't know that it's been taken. So he's just quietly trying to leave, but the cop's been informed. So that's why the cop is now chasing the trucks. Like there's a possibility if he had gotten on the roads the right way that he would have just calmly driven that vehicle yeah. all the way. Oh, yeah. That was his goal. That was his goal. That was his goal. Yeah. <laughs> His goal was just to quietly leave. Because again, not to bring back the book, but again, that's another difference, right? He keeps fighting in the book. He doesn't it, make it, an effort to flee. No, it goes back and forth. Half the time he's trying to like go through the Appalachians like on a motorcycle, okay. and then halfway through he gets so angry that he goes into like a you know a murder trance, and then he'll snap okay. out of it and be like, I gotta leave. Yeah, more like a mentally ill person's yeah, he gets into like a murder rage a couple of times in between trying you know, to escape to mexico don't we all <laughs> i don't know how ryan keeps himself so composed some good driving scenes you know that the drivers in the front the army people had to be like hey does the guy in the back not got a shirt on Oh, yeah, he, had a tank I he was shirtless because I was like that reason I'd be like wait hey guy in the back of the convoy put a shirt <laughs> <laughs> just shoot your revolvers I love that everybody just took their revolvers out and just shoot yeah. casually into the truck oh there you go it's a tricky situation I'm not a cop and one of my co-hosts from another show Doug Greenberg he might be able to talk about this but you got a guy a civilian in an army truck and you have the local police just basically shooting at the vehicle. At this point, the vehicle isn't doing anything dangerous per se. Like, it is a car chase. Yes, they have to commandeer the vehicle. But you would think they would just try to maybe stop the vehicle with their... They have those tapping techniques they do, you know, where they hit the back of the vehicle mm -hmm. and it spins or whatever. <laughs> right, but just to arbitrarily start, you know, to wave your gut out the window and start shooting, it is kind of silly. It's, it's, it's multiple revolvers where they were like, all right, we're close enough, everyone, do it. The other guy's leaning over the other guy's like, let me get my gun out. <laughs> Well, I guess to be fair, they did try to blow him up with a bazooka. So at this point, they, they really don't care about him being alive. They, they actually would have just preferred if he was dead. It'd be a lot easier. 
That's what, that's what Brian Kennedy wanted. Yep. But it does look funny having different arms coming out. Let's <laughs> say, do you really think the cop car is going to... Yeah, uh, your physics isn't on your side with that one there. If you're in that cop car, right? No, you're getting the, smashed. Uh, the six-ton six vehicle going against maybe a ton. So yeah, the mass, the physics of the truck is going to overpower that car for sure. Is that a metric or a, a standard ton? <laughs> it's two thousand pounds for you Americans. One ton. Okay. Go ahead. Basically, one of Italian Bob's, uh, you know, grocery weeks. You know, so. <laughs> Get the fuck out of Was that your attempt at a mean joke, you piece of shit? 2,000 pounds of groceries. That's, that's a large man. Hey, do you do you swear at the recruits or are you polite while berating them? I swear. There you go! That's what I wanted to hear. All right. I wish you guys could see me with the recruits. It's a different Ryan. I, do, I wish so I could do I. see it too. Yeah, that's why you don't swear in your normal life. You get it all out. You're sweared out. I want to say those who are listening, who aren't watching this maybe on YouTube or on our Discord right now, just so you know, the name that Bob chose for himself, that he chose, is Big Italian Bob. So come on. <laughs> oh, you don't have to apologize, Ryan. Really stick it in. That's how you do it. Bob, the idea of an Italian just being so open about their Italianness just enrages Ryan. He does not think y'all should be allowed to talk about it. He doesn't think y'all should have your own schools. He doesn't think. Yeah. I bet you like pasta, though, huh, Ryan? I bet you sit down and eat a big old plate of spaghetti. I don't ever love that. I don't eat carbs. No carbs. Get, Why are you lying? You don't get, get out, out of here. here. Why are you here. miserable? You, take, you took it a step further because if you would have been like, I don't eat pasta, I'd be like, you're a liar. And then you're like, I don't eat carbs. My body runs a certain way. I don't need carbohydrates. It's why I, he I, looks I, like he's our age when he's actually 67. There's like a picture if I were to join the Canadian military. If I, if I were looking, there's like a picture from 1920 and it's you. In a, like a military uniform, <laughs> you're at the Stanley Hotel. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh no! I'm going. Now watch this stunt. I love this. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I, I don't care. I do love the uh, camera work on Sly's faces. He's trying to... Yes! He does a great job in the film overall, Sly, with his physical acting. It does a very... But this sequence here of him concentrating and trying to figure out... In his mind, he's calculating, what's the best way I can get rid of this cop car? It is kind of a funny concentration face that he has, yeah. It's his eyeballs flicking from left to right. That's goofy looking. Well, he's calculating, right? He's calculating the speed he's going, what he has to do to get rid of these cops. And I think we mm. have to assume the cops don't die because we don't officially see if they're alive or dead after this accident but officially only one person is dead in this film i think this is just a car accident but the guys don't die in the car we just never see them again but the dogs don't fall off the cliff in this one right no they get stabbed they get shot and stabbed by the ramble character in the film i can't tell if that's worse or better in the book right he right he throws the dogs off 
a cliff alive, right? He lures them off of a cliff, and then that's when Teasel's older mentor guy is bleeding out, and then he gets sucked into, like, a mudslide and drowns. It's it's horrific. He's just just picking people off with the rifle, too. He's just murdering dogs and people and everything, so yeah. So it's a pretty big explosion. You could argue those cops may have died in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that there's a very good chance that people are dead. Oh, no, wait. There's a scene after this where then the sheriff pulls him out and they go, oh, thank God I didn't die in that car explosion. <laughs> thank goodness. Unscathed. <laughs> thank God Rambo's such a nice guy. I do love the sequence here. I, I love the music score. This is just me geeking out. And uh, I love this music score by Jerry Goldsmith. And it's a great moment here where the truck plows through the uh, police block. And <laughs> another great practical stunt of this truck and it's going over these vehicles. And one of my friend's dad was actually watched this live when it happened during the filming there. There's, there were spectators. Yeah, there were spectators in the local area, of course, watching this stunt happen. While you watch it, just... Listen to the score change. I love it. It changes when he breaks free, and it kind of has this heroic-type sound to the score change uh, as he breaks free from the blockade. It's a fun little sequence. I love that score change. When that truck hits that vehicle... Can we play it again? I want to see it again. Okay, sure. That's a legit stunt. There's no CGI. That's a truck bouncing over cars. And I love the camera inside the truck. There's a camera work inside the truck where you see this... The truck bouncing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just pour it in half. Oh, man. That music is really great. It reminds me of the RoboCop theme song. Good correlation. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. I don't think Jerry Goldsmith did the RoboCop theme. Uh, maybe somebody mm-hmm. in our Discord can uh, look that up. Great poll there. So Jerry Goldsmith, incredible composer. I wanted to ask you guys, though, what are your thoughts on Dennehy as uh, Will Teasel? Great and out of his normal... Like, you know what? Actually, no, I have no idea what his normal character acting was like because all I think of is him as the dad and Tommy boy. So... <laughs> I've got an uncle who looks and talks exactly like him, so that's always what I think about. I think, yeah, he does a really good job of being a convincing... Small-town sheriff. Antagonist, but not full-blown antagonist, where it's like, you know, you, you could tell the story is obviously trying to get you to sympathize for one character over the other. Yeah, I think it's just a very realistic portrayal of somebody allowing their emotions to ruin their judgment on something like this. Because he makes a ton of bad decisions when it comes to handling this Rambo uh, issue. Yeah, like I can't remember if uh, Dennehy was like Leslie Nielsen or Ed O'Neill where they played like badasses before they got in these like major comedic roles. I don't know if like the casting is weird for the time or if it was cool, but I think it was a goof What movie was he famous for as a younger person? Did he? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there is, though. I feel like there is some movie. He wasn't the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy guy, was he? No! Uh, that was freaking... Ah, gosh dang it. Borg 9, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's the only thing I want to do as a cop is be just the one they call to just shoot at a car at a bear like a blockade like that. There's no trans- real skill involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this uh, transition here, it's kind of weird because it's pretty much daylight when he went through that police blockade. Uh, so I guess we just have to assume time has passed from the time that he escaped from the woods to now yeah. to town. Because you know, it's really dark out. But granted, in the wintertime and here, of course, in the Pacific Northwest, for real, it'll be... 4.30, it'll be daylight, then by 5.20, it's dark, so... Yeah, I forgot it's in the Pacific Northwest in this, and not Kentucky. Okay. That's right. In the book, that's where it is, yeah. I think I can fit this thing in a drive-thru. <laughs> that was what I was most surprised about in the book, was how cheap the hamburger... Oh, my God! Scramble, <laughs> he's so mad at the gas prices, he just drives through the park. <laughs> making an inflation joke. I was like, yeah, the hamburgers in that book were so cheap. Anyway. The book is where I learned the phrase, what does he say about the burger where he's like, take the burger and run it through your garden or something like that? Yes! Yeah, drag it through the garden! Drag it through the garden. Of all the things to remember in a book that I read in 1999, that's one of the lines I remember. So funny, because I noticed that too and was like, what the hell is that? Why did he run over those gas pumps? (laughs) Okay, so I was going to ask. You'll see why. Keep going. Okay, then yeah, play it and let's see if I'm thinking of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Yeah, so he broke through the pumps for a reason. One, because it looks Oh, yeah, because he starts a... Yeah, because it's dope. Yeah, because now there's spraying everywhere. Yep. It was intentional. Money, free gas! All I ever think of when somebody runs through gas pumps is that scene in The Stand, like the book, where he's like, Turn off the pumps, Dale! Turn off the pumps! <laughs> oh shit, he's got the M60. Why'd you get the M60? Oh, never mind, you're just running with it. Uh, yeah. This bird's gotta fly! <laughs> this is, again, another great practical, like, explosion. No CGI here, this is real fire. I just don't know where in town they did this. That's cool. Oh, damn. Uh, Oh, damn. Hey, my cigarettes were in there. (laughs) Damn. Fire spin out the way it is. Oh. oh. That's a really good practical explosion. Is that maybe like a tiny gas station? No, that, that, no, that's actually like no, that's the gas. real deal. Look at the flames that were coming out of the the ground. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, that was real. Yeah, they'll, do, they'll build like a little set and blow it up. I got right? you. Yeah, yeah miniatures. No, that, was, that was real. I watched a movie called Nightbreed last night, which I don't know if either of y'all heard of it. That was when Clive Barker, after writing and then directing Hellraiser and it being so successful, he got to do a movie called Nightbreed where they were like, do whatever you want. And the studio did not realize what they had gotten themselves into. And he immediately told like the effects crew to make 200 individual monsters. They put a director's cut together and I watched it last night on Last Drive-In and they have massive explosions at the end of that movie for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And at one point, they throw a whole car through the roof of, like, a studio. Like, the full studio on Pinewood Studio. Anyway, point is, I was just like, they don't do real explosions anymore in anything. It's like, so have they they lost, like, the technique and knowledge of how to do those massive explosions where they blow up, like, a whole town? I think that's with a lot like puppetry is the same way a lot of those practical mm-hmm. all that just if you don't have people if movies aren't Practicing. using it you don't have people learning it 
to do mm, it. They're gonna, the knowledge is going to die out with them. Me, you, and Ryan are going to make our own Kickstarter, and we're going to make our own movie. That's Explosions. The movie's exploding. <laughs> okay, in the book, he goes full scorched earth on the town, and that's what blew me away, was he literally lights up not just one gas station, like four or five in the town, and then blows up the city hall. By the end of the book, he's not a sympathetic character at all. Like, oh yeah, he goes nuts. Uh, has Trapman showed up in this yet? No. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh, oh damn it, he's got hair. No, it looks like he dipped it in an acid bath, but he's got hair. The police station there was a, whoever was there at the sheriff's department hears the explosion sees them and war has been brought to the street the war has now been brought to the city or the town teasel's like oh my now it's on you know like donkey kong right he's brought the war here to his town i love that shot there double land onion ring do they have dairy queen in canada <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That must have been back in the day when they were doing all those subsidies for Canadian films. What I love here is the gas. I think the gas lines underneath the street have ex are are catching fire, so it's destroying this used car lot or whatever. But still, again, these cool fire explosions. I don't know what they <laughs> what they used in real life to make this, but it's it's a really effective explosions at night. Mm-hmm. Those good old night explosions. <laughs> Attention all civilians. For your own safety, please evacuate the streets immediately. Remain indoors until you receive further instructions. I repeat, this is a police emergency. Please evacuate the streets immediately. What town has a citywide speaker system? <laughs> Is that maybe that was a thing we used to have back in the in the day? So now you could argue two things here. One, it's a small town, and that might not that's have what been, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that might not have been used because this town has a lot of danger, but more of an announcement like kind of fun. To, hey, don't forget, three o'clock, we're gonna have our bake sale. You know, <laughs> it's so. the Fourth of July parade. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, look at Uncle Sam on those stilts. Or uh, <laughs> Washington. Hey, guess what? It's raining. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds irritating. It's like, hey, rain's coming. It's like, yeah, it's the, see the fucking sky. I would love to be the, just get on there and be the cop and just be like, just remind everyone, obey the law. I'm looking at you. Well, I'm always uh. there. Oh, you don't you spit that gun out! <laughs> that sounds like God, like an all-seeing God <laughs> in the town. Will Teasel's getting his stuff ready, he's getting his gun ready, he's getting ready to go out and get Rambo, and, and Trout yeah. now walks in. There you go. We found Rambo's body. As a matter of fact, it stole an army truck, blew up a gas station the other side of town. The kid is resilient. Why don't you forget what you're thinking and clear out what you can? Get the fuck out of here, Troutman, and you take your advice with you. I talked to you earlier this afternoon. You knew he was still alive, didn't you? I suspected. Sure. Sure, that's why you stuck around. You trained him. You taught him how to get out of places like that cave. Well, he's not going to get out of this place. Teasel, you and all your men couldn't handle him before. Now, what makes you think you can handle him now? Because God knows what damage he's prepared to do. Something else from the book. Teasel is getting shot and 
fucked up. It's nuts. You're like, you're an old man. They even talk about him being an old man. He's a World War II veteran. No, no Korea. 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 Okay, yeah. So in the book, mm-hmm. he's like 41 or 2, and then Ramble character is like 21 or 22. In the book, there was the father-son dynamic. That was the dynamic. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. in this movie, it's more of just authoritative type, two peas in a pod type yeah. Di- dynamic. Yeah. Um, and there was a weird kind of divorce angle tossed in there that I thought was a little unnecessary. Have you ever met anybody with the last name Teasel? Am I the only one who thinks that's a strange last name that he obviously like came up with or something? Or am I wrong? We are going to try and get him on NRQ, inspired by Ryan. So maybe uh, we could ask him, where did you come up with that name? Oh, authors usually know where those character names come from. They don't just pull them out of their butt. He's, he's yeah. never going to speak to Ryan again for having suggested himself over to us. I really want him on just because I minimum I want to do we'll just do one segment with him. But if I could get him to do the whole thing and ask him every dumb question I've ever had about Rambo, <laughs> does, absolutely he, love does he that. get power from the headband or is it just for sweat? <laughs> That's a good question. There you go. Did Rambo pull the knife on that guy because he's against cigarette smoking? Did he eat all of that pig or just some of it? <laughs> <laughs> we got Rambo uh, running around the streets here, of course. And I do want to finish because we started the scene with the uh, Troutman and Teasel. We'll finish there. You got it, buddy. Yeah, so, uh, but they're inter. So there's a conversation between Teasel and Troutman, of course. But then we're c- concurrently Rambo is going through the streets and causing damage and chaos. Mm-hmm. I, I was bored on these main streets. Yeah, right. Is it even possible to hold and fire an M60 by yourself without a stand? It is. I've seen it. Okay. It's yeah. hard. You have to know what you're doing, but yes, it's possible. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the minigun that freaking Jesse Ventura uses in Predator. That's completely impossible. Jesse Ventura, with that minigun, he wouldn't have been able to carry all that ammo. That was the other thing. Like, for yeah. how much yeah, brass that thing spit down. That's the... <laughs> you're gonna die, Teasel! Yeah, so that's the next line here. You're gonna die, <laughs> You're gonna die, die Teasel. You're gonna die tonight! Gonna die. Okay. Everybody dies. There's only one man in this room that's got half a chance. Well, that's not because I'm better than he is, but it's because he trusts me. See, I'm the closest thing to family that he has left, and that may be all the edge I need. Jesus Christ, where do you people come from? Now, this is my job, Troutman. This is my town. And I'm not giving it up to you or to Rambo or to anybody else. Now you just stay the hell out of my way. All right. Perfect way to end it there. Uh, Dennehy, man, this is the way he delivers these lines. I just, I, I say it every episode, and I apologize to my listeners who hear it every episode, but every scene that Dennehy's in, he just steals the show. Yeah, Dennehy's great. I like Trout or Troutman or whatever. He's my favorite. I love in the second one, he's like, you're coming out of retirement, Rambo. I need you one more time to kill some Vietnamese. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, it's Russians. Never mind. No, no, the third one was <laughs> the third one was Russians. The second one was Vietnamese. I guess there was. Russians. I thought it was Russians in Vietnam. Right, yeah. Sorry, they, the Russians were holding. That's right. With the Vietnamese. You're right. And he's kidnapped in the third one, right? That's the, the point. second one. Uh, no, Rambo, oh, was he getting up to the Rambo's, third one? caught in the second one, and Troutman's caught in the third one. Yeah, so it's a rescue mission. Oh, oh him! Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. never <laughs> seen the third one. Oh, well, we need to change that because I think we're going to definitely be coming back for First Blood Part Two. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. you guys off for that one. I saw. If yeah. you guys want to come back for that one, that'd be great. 
I want to come for him. Oh, getting for old. sure. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's the uh, end of the scene. That we're it's a movie. All right, so guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's true pleasure. And as was explained at the beginning, you guys have a show called the No Redeeming Qualities Podcast. It's part of the Gamergator Productions, which I am a part of with my other podcast called The Worst the Best. So for those listeners, I don't often plug my show on the Rocky Ramble. I don't know why. But yeah. if I should maybe more, but it sounds like like everybody listen to Ryan. But if you if you don't know already, I run another podcast called The Worst <laughs> of the Best, which is part of your guys's uh, network, which I'm really grateful to be a part of that network. So, uh, but again, plug your guys's uh, show and what you guys do, and just so you know, the guys that listen to, listen to us in Discord want to listen to you guys. So you're doing a good job well. uh, promoting yourselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're the we're no redeeming qualities. Uh, you can find us at nrqpodcast.com or anywhere that podcasts are found. We have a new episode drops usually every Wednesday morning, right now at the time that this drops. So if you go to Gamma Gator Productions on YouTube, you can see our some of our YouTube stuff we dropped as the episode this week. Normally that's stuff we do for our patrons, but uh, it's for everybody. Also, every year at NRQ, we do counter-programming for Shark Week because it's just been... 30 years of Shark Week is just too much, so we always do a full week of podcasts dedicated to a new animal that needs its time in the spotlight, and this year it's Gorilla Week. Seven mini-sodes all about gorillas, because once you've watched Air Jaws 2 for the 20th time, you don't need to watch Shark Week anymore. So yeah, that's Gorilla Week. Also, we do scripted material. You can see Bob and I, at, we make audio dramas where we actually like play characters, and it's not a podcast, it's all fully performed. And you can find those at nrqpodcast.com. You can find it up at the top. Once again, it is No Redeeming Qualities Podcast. And Ryan was on recently for the NHL episode. He swears a whole lot in that one, y'all. So if you... <laughs> I think that's it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Well, with that, the uh, this episode is over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You don't just turn it off. Mm-hmm.